my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash good plan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence. Through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Judgment just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't give us more of what we want in life. It gives us more of what we don't want in life. 
And so holding on to judgment is really condemning yourself to perpetuating the same cycles of communications, of behaviors, of reactivity. It's like hell on earth. And it locks us into playing the role of victim or the perpetrator. So we're going to be on both sides, right? It just leads to self-condemnation, to separation, self-victimization. And not only that, it keeps you chained to the person that we're judging. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. And today I have Carrie Dance with me. Welcome back, Carrie. Thank you, Karen. It's great to be here. Hello, everyone. Today we're discussing uh, replacing judgment with curiosity. And as soon as you hear the word judgment, I, I know every one of you can resonate with either feeling judged or the many times you may be quick to judge your soon-to-be ex, the process, your attorney, your kids. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the downside of judgment, the many downsides of judgment, and what you can do differently that will be more expansive rather than limiting. Take it away, Carrie. It's a great subject. And uh, when I was looking at, you know, preparing for today, I just really got into it because it's so easy to judge when we're in the stress of divorcing. It's what we do at any stage of the process. You know, it's normal. It's human. It's, uh, you know, I've done it. Most people. I've done it. (laughs) Most of my clients have done it. You know, it's 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 a human process. And, you know, you may still be harboring hurt or anger from a spouse's betrayal or other bad behaviors, you know, and it may just seem like you're justified to judge. You know, they were wrong and they should pay for it. I hear this a lot from clients and, you know, also one that people don't really think about is they might be judging yourself. You might be judging yourself as not good enough for your mate to want to stay in relationship with you. So all of these forms of judgment, they're they're part of the human experience and they're all understandable. And the reasons that we want to get into in this podcast that you may want to consider an alternate choice to staying locked in judgment and condemnation of yourself and others. Like I said, it's common to feel overwhelmed by your emotions and really you're grieving. And this is something that we've talked about in other podcasts. You know, you're grieving the loss of your relationship as well as other secondary losses. And grief can also trigger lots of unresolved material from your past that's not directly related to this situation that you're experiencing now. So we're going to talk today a little bit about the process of forgiveness, and you can lean into releasing yourself from the judgments of yourself and others. 
And this step about is about liberating yourself, really, from the energy blocks that keep you tied to the suffering in the past. So we realize that forgiveness can seem like a huge stretch when the pain of your divorce is fresh and you're really feeling completely unforgiving. So we're going to talk today about a middle step that you can take. This is the one that we talked about right at the beginning, replacing judgment with curiosity before heading over to forgiveness. Right. right. And forgiveness is like the big F word. I know when I was going through my divorce, I thought I would never forgive and I would never feel compassion. It just seemed like so such a long stretch. And I, I love how you normalize the whole thing because the minute you start saying I'm bad and wrong for judging, you're judging again. And so as, as we begin to explain how judgment pulls us away from what we want and down pulls our energy down, you'll see that. And, and Carrie and I, and the whole team talk so often about um, replacing um, self-condemnation with self-compassion for a reason so that you can move forward. And so um while you may not be able to forgive, and that would be understandable, there are steps that you can take to pull away from the complexity and downside of judging yourself and others. Yeah. And what is judgment? Let's like, you know, it's really an act, an error in perception. You know, so let's just slow it down and examine this whole process of judgment so we can really look deeply into it. And, you know, keep in mind when we're judging, it only takes, you know, a second or so to leap from being okay to being upset because it's a habitual, unconscious response to life's challenges. So the first thing is things happen, something happens. So, for example, your spouse tells you that he or she is having an affair and wants to leave the marriage. And the, <laughs> the next thing is, we could see that neutrally as the what is. This is what happened, and this is what's coming next. But we don't usually do that. We're going to take in that information and put it through a perceptual filter. And there's a positive filter, and there's a negative filter. So we're going to see something that happens in our lives as either good or bad, or right or wrong, depending on the filter that we're using. So this is where judgment gets started. And then there's going to be like an emotional reaction of, I'm happy because for the good and the right things, and I'm upset because for those that we see as bad and wrong. And we start looking for who's to blame, you know, especially when we're upset. So this judging leads to actions and choices that are biased, they're restricted, and they're unclear. And not only do we make choices that are not aligned with the truth of who we are, we suffer from that pull of negativity on our thoughts, our emotions, and on our physical bodies. Yeah, and a lot of times it's uh, a lot of what we talk about is noticing how you show up in your relationship and how your soon to act, soon to be ex shows up in the relationship. And so often I've seen clients who judge the other spouse because anything from 
they're an internal processor and their spouse is an external processor. And so that's, that's a bad thing. That's wrong because it triggers them in some way or, or because they deal with um, time differently or money differently, like all the different things we can have a relationship with. And what you're describing is that filter. So somebody has a behavior and because of my hurt, my anger, I am seeing through that lens. And so the behavior is bad. And so I judge it. And so that rather than understanding it, which is what we're going to talk about in a little while with curiosity, I just immediately peg it as bad and react in that way. And it becomes this very limiting way of engaging and and many possibilities or choices are lost because we have this narrow, narrow judgmental view. Yeah, that is so true because we're going to talk about what judgment does to your energy. Mm-hmm. So there's two types of energy when we get into talking about energy. There's anabolic and catabolic energy. And anabolic energy is constructive, it's expanding, it's fueling, it's healing, Uh, uplifting, it's growth-oriented energy. And this is the energy that helps you move forward in life to achieve, you know, positive results, success in situations in life. And most people, when they're feeling relaxed and normal, experience more anabolic energy in their um, in their lives. On the contrast, catabolic energy is draining, it's resisting, it's a contracting energy. It's the kind of energy you experience when you're under stress. You're in that fight, flight, or freeze reaction to situations and circumstances and people. Now, most people have probably heard of the phrase of the amygdala hijack, and this is really what happens. Your higher level thinking in the prefrontal cortex it's impaired because your limbic brain senses danger and your focus narrows. You get all your attention on survival. And in the short term, this catabolic energy energy does give you like a boost to escape, to fight or to hide in a threat. So it's not bad. It helped our ancestors survive in a very dangerous world. But we don't really need that kind of survival focus when it's just an emotional reaction that we're having to the latest uh, and not so greatest that our soon to be X is done. So it's distracting, it limits your choices. And catabolic energy has a long-term detrimental effect on you physically, emotionally, and mentally. So when you're reacting to life from catabolic energy, it can suppress your immune system, definitely drains your energy, and it's going to bring out the parts of your personality you don't like so much. So you're going to be argumentative, rageful, blaming, arrogant, entitled, you know, all of that stuff because we're activated. We're in fight, flight, or freeze, and we're in survival mode. And so judgment automatically puts us in that catabolic energy experience. Like I said, we all do it. 
Yeah. And, and at a time going through divorce, you know, one of the things is there's so many decisions, there's so many moving pieces that we really want and encourage our clients to have the most expansive view of what might be. And yet, as Carrie is describing, what judgment does is it takes that viewfinder and it shrinks it down so much that you have so little perspective of what else might be going on. And in that you're limiting your choices, your possibilities your opportunities and 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 your judgment then just triggers a reactive um, comeback, which is like emotional grenades flying across the room and shrapnel falling everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good analogy, because, again, your focus is so narrow. It's like a laser beam of we're in a fight and I'm going to be the one standing at the end. You know, and and when two people are engaged in that, nothing gets accomplished. Only hurt, only more shrapnel is um, sort of sent around to the people around you. It's very detrimental to the relationships of the family, of the community, and uh, to the life that you're going to be creating on the other side of this divorce. So, it doesn't, it's like, we all do it. We've talked about that. We're conditioned to judge. We even think it's the right thing to do. Like, how else are we going to keep ourselves and everyone else in line? We're judge, 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 right? right? But we're starting to wake up to the knowing that judgment only really binds us to the suffering and the pain. And I just, another analogy that, that might resonate with some of you. So imagine that like, you know, we're in an emotional building and when you're in judgment, you're all the way, you're in the basement or the sub-basement, like the dungeon and the sub-basement. And if you think about even the windows that one has when you're in a dungeon or a sub-basement, you can barely see any of what's going on outside. And the anabolic, which we'll talk about, is, is going to be more of that penthouse 365 degree view. And so we really want you to start noticing when you go to judgment, what that does to your perspective. And hopefully that building analogy helps. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the bottom line that I just want to say is judgment just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't give us more of what we want in life. It gives us more of what we don't want in life. And so holding on to judgment is really condemning yourself to perpetuating the same cycles of communications, of behaviors, of reactivity. It's like hell on earth. And it locks us into playing the role of victim or the perpetrator. So we're going to be on both sides, right? It just leads to self-condemnation, to separation, self-victimization. And not only that, it keeps you chained to the person that we're judging. Because just the thought of them gets your, you know, ire up and they, they're not thinking about you, but every time you think about them, your catabolic energy gets inflamed and your energy goes into the toilet and your focus gets narrow and you're not seeing any of the the things that you really need to be focusing on right now. And I think the truth is that so many of us are never taught about this. And, and, and so if our parents didn't teach us, we're probably not teaching our children. And so that keen perspective on noticing judgment, and then we're about to give you uh, 
a better way of dealing with, with these circumstances, it's not only going to help you move closer to what you want, but it's also going to give you the tools to help your children do the same as you go oh, through yeah. this. Yeah, because you're demonstrating you know, exactly. all the time to your children. Didn't you have a story about, um, you know, a client that you've been working with in the past? So I, I have this one fellow who he's, uh, he's, you know, in uh, a, a somewhat high conflict divorce and he, his wife is behaving in a way that one could see as, you know, controlling and abhorrent and all of these things. And so he was reacting from such a place of judgment that it wasn't serving his mediation. It wasn't serving his communication. And actually it was just, the whole thing was just upsetting the kids and there's four little kids. And when he was able to take a step back and have the conversation about what else might be going on, but besides her just wanting to be this mean, rotten person, which was his perspective, you know, we begin to talk about, well, you know, what are the fears on that person's side? And, and that's that next step that, that Carrie's going to talk about, about starting to, to pulling back from the judgment and asking questions and inquiry uh, invites curiosity. And that's where there's a huge opening. And that's what he found is once we started looking at that and he could see other possible reasons, because it all comes down to the why, mm. um, that would cause her to behave a certain way, mm. he was able to come at the communication in a much more productive manner. Yeah, that's such a great example of the tool of curiosity. Yeah. And I would be remiss if we were talking about judgment, if I didn't at least dip our toe into the subject of forgiveness. No, no, so, not the F this, word. <laughs> this is a take it or leave it. You know, you can sit there with your arms like this, like my you know clients in my group used to do when we talk about the F word. And uh, it's really okay, but I want you to have the information. Yeah. You know, it's like at some point, this information might come in handy, might save your life. So forgiveness really is the gateway to higher consciousness and freedom. And, you know, I love that statement, but I didn't make it up. You know, it's most psychology experts will tell you versions of this same truth. So what is it that makes it so difficult to embrace this concept and put it into action? So let's talk about what people associate with forgiveness the way that they've learned it. They think it's giving up or condoning or settling or, oh, it's okay. You know, it's not okay. You know, it, we're not saying that that is what we want you to do, to just settle for something that is uh, unhealthy and uh, not good for you. That's that's not what this is. And when we think of forgiveness is just uh, forget about it, you know, no wonder we're reluctant to embrace it. But forgiveness really is fundamentally, it's the application of loving inside to the parts inside of yourself that are hurting. So it really is an internal healing process, first and foremost. It's a choice that we can enter into when we no longer want to punt our energy and like our negative negativity into the situation. We just simply want to stop holding on to grudges and making ourselves and others wrong. And so 
it allows you to let go of your attachment to the past and shift your energy into the present where you're really needed. And it also helps you release the negative energy of that victim and perpetrator cycle we just talked about. And it provides a greater sense of inner peace when you feel better about yourself in the world. And so how do you do forgiveness? It's, It's not so much something you do, it's more of an attitude more of a willingness to let go of the way we're seeing things and to make room to see them differently. Going through divorce is challenging. It involves many issues, legal, financial, emotional, and social, and requires the guidance of a seasoned legal team to achieve optimal outcomes. That's the promise of Laufer, Delena, Jensen, Bradley, and Doran. Choosing the right family lawyer could be the most important decision you make in the divorce process. There's life after divorce, and Laufer's team helps you to get there. Providing options to mediate, arbitrate, collaborate, or litigate, the firm handles issues such as alimony, custody, child support, and equitable distribution. Each case is staffed with both a male and female attorney as their clients benefit from having both gender perspectives on their side, and that distinguishes their firm. You can get your free consultation today by calling 973-285-1444 and mention that you heard about them on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. And I just I just want to jump in because I think that 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 first part that you said is so key. Um, You may be sitting there and I I am not forgiving him or her. And the question is, who are you doing it for? And and while he or she may benefit from your forgiveness, uh, you're doing it so that you're cutting the ties that bind you to your bitterness, your resentment, your catabolic energy. And if you want to be free and you're spending thousands of dollars on divorce attorneys and going through the court and you don't deal with this um, this tie to anger and resentment, then then you emerge from your divorce with a heart that's soiled with that. And that is going to impact every relationship you have. And so I agree with with Carrie. It's it's a process. It's a journey. It takes time. And and step one is simply being open to the possibility that you can find your way to forgiveness. And when you get there, that it is going to be very good for you. Absolutely. I love the way you put that because that that first step is really to be willing to be willing Mm -hmm. to forgive. It's like cracking the door open just a tiny bit. And I tell people, take as long as you need to get ready to be willing to forgive. And just in that giving a permission and not saying you should forgive, you know, that's, that's not going to help anyone, but people start to get the energy of it. It starts to creep in that little open crack in the door just because of the intention to be willing to be willing someday. Exactly. And the other thing that I've heard so often is that um, people think that their unforgiveness is the boundary that they need to set with the the 
displeasing and unacceptable behavior. Unforgiveness is not a boundary. It doesn't do anything to boundary you. Boundaries are very valuable. And we have podcasts on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unforgiveness does not boundary and protect you. Um, Your boundaries do. And forgiveness simply heals you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a healing action. Like I said, it's something that you do for yourself with yourself Mm -hmm. first and foremost, not towards the other person, towards yourself. And, you know, the willingness will start to increase over time. And, you know, it's, it's an attitude that can be an action that we take later on to restore ourselves to our true nature. Can I just, uh, I, I, I was working with this woman in California, early stages, a very, very reactive spouse. And, uh, and, and, and so she was expecting and judging everything that he was doing. And again, uh, when she was able to take a step back, she did begin working on forgiveness, but before that on understanding what else was going on with him and kind of accepting some of his behaviors or issues that she knew he had. Those two things, being curious and beginning to forgive, allowed for a surprisingly smooth negotiation straight through, because in the beginning, rather than throwing those grenades, she was stepping away and she was calming herself and she was coming with curiosity. And it made just a world of difference. Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine. Like if you're thinking of you're traveling down the road, right? If you're on the shoulder, you're staying in judgment. You're just choosing unforgiveness. It's a bumpy ride. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be, you know, not enough road. It's just not going to feel great. And then in the fast lane, we've got forgiveness. You know, you're just sailing along and, you know, things are starting to move inside of you. You know, uh, we're going to talk about those middle lanes now, which is curiosity. So when we're being locked in judgment, it just closes the path to understanding and agreement. Curiosity, on the other hand, kind of blows open the doors to understanding and agreement. So it allows you to enter into conversations with a much more open and a solution-seeking mind mm-hmm. rather than that, that closed mind of you're wrong and you should be punished and, you know, et cetera. So Lisa Brick, one of our amazing coaches here at uh, JBD, uh, I'm going to quote her now. I just love this quote. So curiosity is the spirit of help me understand, Mm -hmm. and it will absolutely help you move towards agreement. Curiosity and the understanding it leads to are the grease that helps the wheels of divorce turning smoothly. Well put. Well put, Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it allows us to loosen our grip on our positions of right, wrong, good, bad. And and I think the other thing is that I know, I know why he did it. I know what <laughs> she's going to do. I know, I know, I know. And I, I, I think that for the decade I've been doing this, it's just been so interesting to see people shift from, I am so certain and I know to stepping into curiosity and then maybe even something else they did know, but 
Mm. you know, required a softer heart, but that, that opening up to, oh, okay, maybe I don't know everything. Maybe there are other things going on here that would help me to understand and be more flexible or more compassionate or whatever the, the situation calls for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That thinking we know that's in the mind of another, it's a dangerous place because we don't, we don't know. And, you know, curiosity gives us that, uh, that space to believe that things that we think we may not know about the person or the situation we're dealing with. And it stops us from our normal assumptions about how things are and how they're going to play out in the future. It creates a like a what if kind of state of mind that's more open to possibility. You start creating these what if I could see this differently. What if I could assume that this person who just makes me so furious actually has somewhere in their makeup a good intent somewhere, you know, that this behavior that they're doing has at its heart, at its essence, some kind of uh, positive intent. Well, and I'm going to quote Diane Dempster, who said she said once in one of our conversations that she tells her clients, she encourages her clients to not assume, um, don't assume a bad intention, assume a good intention. And that yeah. that's that that's a shift in judgment. Oh, wait a second. If every time she she's late or he spends money or whatever, there's this whole story in your head about how vicious and evil this person is and that it's their bad intention. What if you shifted that and assumed a positive intention? Right, right. Curiosity, you know, we are meaning making machines. You know, we see something, we're going to good, bad, right, wrong. That's our, you know, like I said, we're, we're prone to judge. We're prone to view things negatively because that's a survival instinct. Because if we sense danger, we can, you know, we think we can get out of the way. However, it, it really stands in the way in these kind of complex life situations that we're dealing with where no one on earth is either all good or all bad. We're all a mixture in there. And not only that, you know, if you start to cultivate just this idea of how could I be more curious, how could I be 5% more curious about what's going on over there than I am right now? You're going to become a great listener. You're going to become a great communicator because you're really more open to hearing and seeing what you didn't know and assimilating that into a bigger picture. And so, you know, we talk about this in divorce, there's a lot of blame, there's lots of accusation, and the opportunity is to notice that reaction and stop and shift from statements of judgment to inquiry. I wonder why he's doing that. I wonder why she, um, like you said, that example, I wonder why she's late every time when it's time for pickup. Yeah. And even when you get into negotiations, we had, I had interviewed, uh, Gabrielle Hartley, um, and and she did the art of negotiating, and she talked about how everyone comes to the table with a position, mm. and her job is to be curious as to what's behind that position. Now, imagine if we, you know, and we're human. This is not, we're not talking about something that's easy here. Imagine if we could each 
um, come to the table curious about our soon-to-be ex's position and what's behind it. So it's like, I want the house, I want this, I want that. What's that about? What does that mean to you? Um, you know, to, to, to rather than, oh, he or she just, like that ability of curiosity is what really greases negotiations so that you can start hearing new things and rather than being limited, being uh, expansive. Yeah, absolutely. And we as coaches at JBD, we're trained to listen for those things, those assumptions, those assumptions of malintent. You know, it's like uh, we're trained as like bring curiosity, like if it were like a little flashlight that we're bringing into the conversation just to shed a little bit of, you know, breathing space into that. Well, what what makes you assume that there's malintent here? What makes it uh, you assume that you know what this person is thinking when honestly, we don't know what anybody's thinking. We just know what we're thinking about their thinking. Right. And, and, and we have a filter and our filter is our, our hurt, our anger, our brokenness, our fear, our uncertainty, and all of that noise is filtering how we're hearing or seeing the other person and adding to judgment unless you notice it. And then you can say, okay, I, I notice it. And, and now I'm going to put it aside. And what's the question I want to ask? And when you can go to question inquiry instead of accusation. So I'll say that again, replacing accusation with inquiry, right? Just like judgment with curiosity, then you're heading in the right neighborhood, in yeah. the right direction. Because then you're free to engage differently, more neutrally, in a more solution-oriented way. And so I don't know who said this, but it's a great quote. So I'll just lay it out there. A curiosity mindset leaves you open to countless possibilities and perspectives and increases your capacity for adaptability and resilience. Whereas judgment for a judgmental frame of mind leaves you closed and thus unlikely to embrace other more positive ways of seeing things. Right. It's pretty much what we've been saying. And you were going to say something there, Karen. No, I think that um, the entire idea of uh, or practice of curiosity uh, may be brand new to you. And, yeah. and there's, there's, opportunity every day. And you don't have to start with your soon to be ex. You can start with your friend, your boss, your kid. Um, and, and it's so amazing when we just begin to watch ourselves and begin to notice judgment. I had a client and she sent me an email. It was actually all about herself. And I, I read through it and I said, my goodness, you're so hard on yourself. There's so much self-judgment here. And she was on Zoom with me reading through it. And she said, I don't see it. Mm. And it wasn't until we went through and started highlighting it that she said it like jumped off the page. And so that early stage of awareness to simply become aware of what you're when you're judging and and just baby steps into curiosity, into inquiry, into asking the person instead of assuming uh, you will immediately start seeing openings. Yeah. Yeah. And if you remember that process I talked about with judgment, you know, we're going to slow down curiosity in the same way. So the process looks like this. Number one, you know, something happens. 
right? right. So for our, our original uh, ex, uh, example, your spouse tells you that he or she is having an affair and wants to leave the marriage. Same scenarios before. But we're choosing curiosity. We're replacing curiosity. It's, it's a, a choice. So we start to look at it neutrally as the what is. This is what's happened. And there are numerous possibilities about what it means and what could be coming next. And then we take in that information. We put it through a perceptual filter of objectivity and neutral observation. And we ask ourselves curious questions. Like, I'm curious what life might look like when we're both free of this relationship that doesn't make either one of us happy. Can you just feel how much way more expansive that is than he or she is wrong and betrayed me and they should rot in hell because of it? You know, that's, that's a, a huge leap. And then the emotional reaction is uh, bypassed. You know, and so it's we feel much more authentic and self-reflected response of acceptance and compassion and patience of balance and equanimity. And then the actions that can result from this objective evaluating leads to choices and actions that are unbiased, that are unrestricted, and that are clear. Is it easy? Now, and I was just going to say that, like, look, <laughs> nobody's suggesting that, like, your spouse would come home and say, I had an affair. And you'd be like, oh, I'm so curious. No, you're <laughs> going to have your normal yes. human reaction. And one of the things that we work with our clients on is first, your, your first shift is the outward. And so as you do this work, you might be a hot mess on the inside, but you might be able to bite your tongue and not throw uh -huh. those emotional grenades. You go into your room, you cry, you call your girlfriend or your guy friend, you talk it through, you call your coach. And then when you engage, right? So you're human, you had the feelings, you had the initial reaction, but the practice is then when I engage, I am going to engage with calm and with curiosity. And I, I just had a whole big issue um, in my personal life with, with my siblings and my family of origin. And it was exact, it was watching exactly this unfold. Mm. Who can't bite their tongue and jumps in, you know, grenades in both hands <laughs> flinging, and who can kind of take that deep breath. Uh, address their feelings and then come back more reasonable. And when even one party can come back more reasonable and more curious, you bring tension and reactivity down and you invite in what we all want, which is a smoother, more streamlined path through this very complicated process. Yeah. And as human beings, we all, uh, you know, just long to be a little bit understood. Even, even in the times where we don't maybe even understand ourselves. Mm. Life is complicated. It's complex. And it doesn't go in a linear uh, fashion of you get married, you have your 2.5 kids and your house in the suburbs and, and you live happily ever after and you retire, retire and, you know, go fishing. You know, it's just there are so many variations to life 
And, you know, so we want to leave you with a practice, you know, because we've talked about a lot of content here, but we want to chunk it down to something that you could practice as you're uh, becoming aware. Uh, And really all it is, is stop, reflect, reflect and ask. Stop. Mm -hmm. When you notice you're judging, just stop. Like, I'll get back to you on that. You know, just really stop, disengage from whatever is in front of you. If you feel like you've got to, you know, throw that grenade back, just stop. Spend some time away from the situation Mm -hmm. by yourself with a trusted person that you could talk it through, um, who is not the person who triggered you, and spend some time to reflect. Reflect on the situation and then ask, ask yourself, what am I judging? And then ask yourself, what would curiosity look like Mm. in place of the judgment? And so an example and a judgment is, I know I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Nobody is going to want me. And a curious statement is, I'm curious what companionship awaits me in the future and how it will unfold. Or my relationship with my kids is suffering because my ex criticizes my parenting. He's being a jerk. Judgment, right? Curiosity would say something like, I want to strengthen my relationship with my kids. And I'm curious what they need and what I could do to improve things. Huge. It changes everything. Changes everything. And sometimes it it, uh, really takes you giving yourself that space and that loving attention to not judge your judgments as bad and wrong and keep more judgment on top of the judgment that doesn't work it's just to stop and reflect and breathe and notice and ask yeah yeah and and you know the interesting thing of course we ask that's what we do for a living we ask questions and i think one of the most powerful takeaways i had early on in my career is the immense value that we offer people when we listen without an agenda. And so your ability to ask and then truly listen, not create your rebut, just truly listen, the gift of being heard is priceless. And so even while you're divorcing this individual and going your separate ways, and especially if you have children, any little bit that you can do that that eases that co-parenting relationship. And many of you have a lot of years of co-parenting and to start practicing asking and curiosity and truly listening now will benefit your children for the years that are left um, as a co-parent. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, if you find yourself judging and you find that I'm completely happy with judging and with all of the the crap that comes with it, by all means, you know, just go at it, go at it, you know. <laughs> but if you find yourself going, I'm really tired of this. I'm really mm-hmm. tired of the same hamster wheel that I get on with the same complaints and the same judgments and the same results. And if you want to try something new, this is what we're offering, replacing that judgment with curiosity and, you know, opening the door somewhat to forgiveness, you know, so 
that's what we got for today. And it doesn't matter if your soon-to-be ex is not able to do any of this. Mm-hmm. If you if you use this practice and go through these steps, uh, you will single-handedly impact in a positive way your divorce process. And so, you know, in the beginning, it's that awareness, that noticing your judgment, um, considering uh the negatives of unforgiveness and the positives of forgiveness, uh, assuming best intent, and then beginning the practice of asking questions and being curious and offering the gift of listening. Mm-hmm. It is a, um, a transformational journey going through a divorce if you really accept that invitation. So and if this is something... Absolutely. And if you're struggling with this, and if this is something you deeply desire, reach out for a rapid relief call. Just go to journeybeyonddivorce.com right on the top of the homepage. We have a free call and we would love to hear from you and to support you uh, in navigating your divorce with more ease. So Carrie, great topic. Thanks so much for being here with me. And We will see you again on the next episode of Voices of Celebration. You take care. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of sighs guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15, discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, 
you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.